Hi, welcome to the Dr. Dreama Show, inspiration and practical strategy for achieving your dream life. I'm your host, Dr. Dreama. I'm a psychologist and life designer. I'm here to help you design the life you want and deserve. This is Dr. Dream, and one of the things I love is I get to talk to so many different people here. And today we're talking to Stephanie Smolders. She is a social media manager and a world traveler. And wouldn't you like to know how she got to do that? Welcome, Stephanie. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to hear about your your background, your story, because anybody who says they're a social media manager and a world traveler, immediately I want to know, how did you get to do that? Yeah, it's my most asked question. Whenever I meet someone new, they're like, but how? Um, but I'm, I'm willing to share how it started for me. Um, so I was a teacher before I became a social media manager and I had my own business. So I was just teaching in elementary school back in Belgium. And I had always this passion, this dream to do more with life than just being a teacher. Teaching is great and I still love it until this day, but I wanted to see more and do more and just live more life, so to say, and not wait until I was retired or if I had the vacation days. So about... I would say three years ago, no, three and a half years ago, me and my partner, my boyfriend, Peter, um, had lots of long conversations and we made the decision to finally um, quit our job, sell all our stuff, like sell our house and our cars and all of that and start traveling with no plan. So I already had like a little bit of a side hustle um, as a social media manager, um, freelance while I was teaching, but there was no real plan on what we were going to do, where we were going, and how we were going to finance our dream life, basically. This is such a big leap of faith. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, because we basically just jumped because people always say oh you need to have a plan or you need to have this or that saved or whatever but if you're not going to take the step you're you're going to keep making excuses until you're ready but you're basically and what I I hear from other people you're never really ready um, unless you jump and that's what we did (laughs) well congratulations because I know that there must have been moments where you looked at each other and went are we sure we want to do this ah Yeah, well, sometimes we still have moments like that, but it's uh, especially the first year, I would say, has has had its challenges where we were like, oh, what are we going to do? Where are we going to sleep tomorrow? Um, How are we going to get to that destination? Um, But you figure it out along the way and having that connection and having someone to do it with for me that has been the key into really doing this and living this life I'm the person that needs someone else um, to make that step and to make that commitment to really go for it I'm I'm really lucky that I can do it with uh, my boyfriend and my business partner at the moment so you guys live together eat together work together do everything together Yep, that's that's her life, 24-7. I think <laughs> in three years, we haven't been together for three or four days. 
And that's for us is really weird. It's only because we have other obligations or we need to do paperwork in another country or so. Um, but otherwise, we, we wake up together and we go to sleep together. That is a lot of togetherness. I admire yep. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not always easy. It sounds dreamy and the ideal life, but there are things that aren't always going so well. And um, well, people always ask me how I do it, but it's just finding that balance and having that communication and that openness with each other for us is what really works. I would imagine that you guys have really had to work out this whole idea around communication because I know with a lot of couples, sometimes we take things for granted. We expect that the other person knows what we're thinking. And then we're like so surprised when they don't know what we're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's really one of the things that we're, that we learned along the way to really communicate what we want and also what we expect from the other person. So we schedule in business meetings like a normal uh, business partner would do with our, what you would do in a normal business, so to say. So every Monday morning we have, like today, um, we have a business meeting. And we keep it strictly business. So we don't talk about personal stuff. We don't talk about travel plans, anything. We talk about the business only. And then we have two nights a week where we only do personal things. And all the rest is a little bit of a mix. But to have that structure in place to know, okay, when is it business? When do I get to talk about that? And when is it personal? For us over the years has been... um, I think a lifesaver and a relationship saver um, to have that in place and to have that openness and to know what we can expect from each other in terms of communication and when is what, I think. yeah. I think that is such a good idea because that way there are boundaries around things and it doesn't bleed in to everything. So you're not constantly doing business, personal stuff. You, you have set amount of time. And I think that that is one way to be really successful in doing what you're doing is having these clear limitations on this is what we do when. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And before, um, I think it's, it's only been a year or so. So the first two years we didn't have that structure in place and it was a lot of going back and forth and in between. And then I would ask something business related during while we were watching a movie, for example, and then I would expect him to act on that the day after. But of course, I didn't make that really clear because it wasn't personal time. So there were a lot of like miscommunication situations because of not having that structured outline of when is what and where and things like that. And um, now it, it's not always working. We don't always have our meeting on Monday. It happens, life happens. Um, but we try to at least hold the boundaries of when is our time and then not talking about business when we're going out to dinner. That's still a thing that we're working on right now. That's great. That's great. So let me ask you this. What has been one of your biggest challenges in setting up the social media management and not really having a home base because you're traveling? Mm -hmm. Um, the biggest challenge 
that I had, I think, has been structure because you travel to new places. So you need to figure out where is the supermarket? Where can I go have dinner? Where do, where's this? Where's that? As well as time zones. It could be that one day I'm in uh, the US and the next week I'm in Asia. So my whole body is in total time zone uh, jet lag issues. Um, I think that has been one of the biggest challenges, the whole structure around traveling and actually putting in the work that is, requ- that is required to build a business. You're right. There's a lot of work required to build a business. And <laughs> when you're dealing with those other little things, like, of course, you know, when you travel and you land in a new place, you have to figure out the basics, like where we're going to stay, where do we buy food? Is there a restaurant I can go and sit and work at? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's those little things people underestimate how much time and energy that takes of you. It's also figuring out, okay, public transport, are we going to rent a car? How are we going to get from towards A to B? Plus the continuously planning of next travel destinations. Because before, um, like in the beginning, we would travel to a new destination every week which is, it's not possible to keep going at that rate. So now we decided together, and that has been an open communication because we both have different goals for that, that every three months we change our destination. We still travel within that um, that three months that we take a home base, so to say, but we don't do big moves as from a new country to the other side of the world. That's only every three months at the moment. And I think that that's, that's really smart because otherwise I could imagine that you would begin to get a little bit crazy because you would be spending so much time just figuring out the basics, like where do we buy our food? Where's the bakery? Yeah, and you don't get any work done on your business if that's happening. And it's also just mentally, you've used so many uh, decision powers, what I call, you've already made so many decisions that day that you, if then you have to start on your business, you're like, it's all over my head. I've just done so many things. Now I'm going to relax and also see the city that you're in or the country that you're in and not um, spend that time on my business. Right, right. So what's one of the craziest things that you've encountered in your travels? Uh, That's a big question because I have lots of stories to share. Um, One of the coolest things I would say, um, we also work with hospitality brands like uh, hotels and stuff like that. And two times we had a complete resort with complete staff all for ourselves, just the two of us because we were in low season um, and it just happened that we had a hundred staff personnel only for us and all the rooms we were able to go in and that's one of the the craziest and the funnest things as well as meeting locals from all walks of life and like seeing that um, we're not all that different because I come from a very small village in the middle of nowhere in Belgium and Belgium itself is already a super small country uh, but coming from a place where they have more cows than people, meeting people from, I don't know, uh, 
in the middle of nowhere from Syria to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysians, Balinese people, is to see that we all have something in common. That for me is the best thing and the coolest thing about traveling. I love that, this idea that, you know, we all have things in common with people no matter where we are located in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so crazy to see, like, I sometimes see um, reflections of people that I know and other people like, hey, you remind me a lot of, of this kind of person or that person. And, and that's really cool to see that you can easily have a connection anywhere um, in the world with someone. Right. Right. I love that. And I also love that you're saying that you come from a place that has more cows than people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is true, though. I think if you would count all the cows that there were more cows than people in my village. Oh, that's great. So let me ask you this. With all of the places that you've traveled to, what's been your favorite Yeah, it's also a question almost everyone asks me, and it's a hard question to answer um, because I leave a little bit of myself in every place, I feel, or the place leaves a little bit of it with me. But I think one of my uh, most weird countries that is in my top three is Oman in the Middle East. Uh Because it's so open, they're so friendly, and it has a lot of culture. And I had so many amazing experiences with locals there, as well as with with uh, culture and yeah, just amazing restaurants and hotels. And it's, it's a place that is yet undiscovered. I feel, and it's it should be. It's one of those locations that actually everyone at least is it is what Middle Eastern culture is really about and not what you see um, on media and online. That's really nice to hear, you know, that you have discovered this place that is really undiscovered and you want other people to share your, your joy of, about a new place. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing that I really truly enjoy is showing people new locations and new destinations, um, but also inspire them to go there because you can live your travel life through me, let's say, through the things that I share online, but actually going there and seeing the locals and talking and experiencing all of that, it's, it's um, it's beyond amazing. So what do, you, what do you feel like has been the number one lesson that you have learned over the last three, three and a half years since you started this? Ooh, I haven't thought about that one. <laughs> um, let me think a little bit. I think one of the biggest lessons for me um, has been patience, I think. Patience with myself and with others. Um, I'm really a pusher, a go-getter. If I want something, I will make it happen. But with traveling and living in locations that is more like, oh, tranquila, we'll do it tomorrow. I've learned to also relax and truly enjoy the life and especially my, my dream life that I'm living right now and to not take things for granted. Have the patience to truly enjoy um, the moment and yeah, I think I think that's my biggest uh, or my my biggest lesson for myself. I think that's a wonderful lesson. 
Is there any advice that you would give to any of our listeners out there who are thinking, I would love to do something like that, but there's no way I can. What would you say to that person? I would say that a plan and a strategy will help, but that it's important to also just go with the feeling that you have and taking the action. So what I would suggest is that you start writing out what is my goal, what is my dream, and what do I want to do, and have that really, really clear, and then put that into action steps. What 10 action steps do I need to do in order to get through that goal? It could be saving. It could be taking an extra job in order to get that saving. It could be um, seeing the opportunities for uh, a job abroad or whatever, at least being open to the possibility to doing exactly your, your dream or your goal, having those steps, and then just do it. Don't wait until you've done all the 10 steps until you feel you're ready. Because believe me, you will never be ready. Not for business, not for traveling full-time, not for starting a new relationship. You will never feel completely ready. There's always that jumping and knowing that it will turn out okay um, what is one of the important things um, to remember. That is great. This idea that you can, you can create a plan and if you start following your plan, you can follow your dream. And I love that because I am all about people following their passion, no matter what it is, if it's, you know, taking a class or going back to school or doing something big, like moving abroad you just have to take those first steps. And that's exactly what you're saying. And I'm so pleased to hear that you are following your dream. Yeah. And it's not always easy. And I still do this strategy for myself. Like every year in December, I take the time off to strategize my upcoming year. Because yes, I'm traveling and yes, I'm living my dream life. But there are always goals that I want to reach. And I, take, I pick one goal each month and I write down the little steps in order to get there. So for example, I'm in the middle of launching a new product within my business. So this has been an idea of mine for I don't know a year and I just had five little steps that I would need to take in order to get this product out into the market and I just worked them off one by one giving myself the time working on it staying open and then just okay it's not completely ready I haven't done all the steps but I'm going to push myself myself in order to launch have it out there and then I'll figure it out afterwards Wonderful. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your insights into how to get a business up and running and how to live your dream life. If people want to find out more about you, where can they go? First of all, thank you for having me. It's, I love talking about my dream life. And second, you can find me on Instagram. I think that's the easiest. Instagram.com slash Stephanie with B-H dot Smolders. So my first and my last name, basically. Okay, great. I love that. I am definitely going to go follow you on Instagram and see what you're up to in this wonderful life you've created. Ah, thank you. <laughs> I've been talking to Stephanie Smolders, who is a social media manager and a world traveler. For those of you who are looking for inspiration, I don't think it gets any better than that. So if you're interested in following your dreams, then think about how can I create a plan for myself? 
when we decided to move to France, we had a two-year plan. We had a big whiteboard. And every single time, we would have such joy crossing something off of that whiteboard. So create a plan for yourself. It doesn't matter how big or how small your dream is. It's your dream. You deserve to go after it. This is Dr. Dreama. We'll talk soon.